intro song is happening. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, good morning, everyone, and happy sleepy Saturday. Welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad, Tori, and Amy. So today's going to be a fun long-form episode where we're going to jump into the Devo, but then we're going to ask Amy some questions on a very, very hot topic, which Mm -hmm. is, what's it like to get married young? Really young. But before we pick up on that, we're picking up on day three of our Freedom From Stress devotional. There's a link to that in the description of this podcast if you want to follow along with us. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read the scripture and then Tori's going to read the Devo. The scripture is Isaiah 26 verses 3 and 4. And it says this, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. And the devotional says you have access to perfect peace. If you've dealt with stress for long enough, You realize you can postpone it, deal with it, and live through it, but you can't overcome it on your own. Stress is chaos of the mind. It's reacting to changing circumstances that make us feel threatened, scared, worried, or anxious. But even though we can't overcome stress on our own, we have access to the antidote, peace. Jesus is described as the Prince of Peace in Isaiah 9. Jesus was and is the fulfillment of peace. When Jesus was on earth, he promised his disciples that he would give and leave his peace with us even after he returned to heaven. There is no peace apart from him. Peace is also described as a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So it's obviously and understandably pretty important. There are a lot of people and things that claim to bring peace to our lives. Self-care techniques, articles about meditation, journaling, and tons of other options. And while there's certainly a place for all of those things, there's no substitute for the true, perfect peace, which is only found in God. In the Bible, one of the root meanings of peace descended from the Hebrew word shalom, which means wholeness. It's no wonder we can't achieve peace on our own. We are broken people, and we're not just seeking a solution to our stress. We're ultimately looking for healing. And only God can take the broken pieces of our lives and bring them to completeness or wholeness. That's what he does and who he is. Here's more good news. We have access to God's peace. Isaiah also wrote that we can have perfect peace if our minds stay focused on God. If we go back to the meaning of stress, we realize that we can put our emphasis on God instead of our problems. The Holy Spirit helps us find peace And Jesus offers us peace when we ask him for it. So today, know that you can't overcome stress on on your own, but you can seek the one who can. And you may just find deeper healing in the process. Yeah, this is actually something I was thinking about the other day because I just got this new book that Gabe had recommended to me. It's called At Your Best by Carrie Newoff. And I was just thinking to myself like, wow, there are so many self-help books. Mm-hmm. If you go to the bookstore, or go to Amazon or wherever you buy your books or listen to them, you'll just see the self-help section is just on fire and just how many options there are. And it's almost just like, am I substituting the fact that I need discipline in the knowledge and wisdom I already have mm-hmm. for just like, oh, if I read this book, then I'll start practicing something. And it's like, yeah. okay, I think I need less knowledge and need more action. Mm-hmm. And I love what this devotional is talking about, which is like, wow, like 
are you going to find peace in Jesus? It's there. He is the Prince of Peace. Are we going to find it in him? Because we already know it. Now we have to apply it. And so whenever we are living a life full of stress, we need to actually like practice that to say, oh, wow, my Lord and Savior is the Prince of Peace. And he offers it to me freely. And it doesn't make sense. And it's it's the most special thing we can have is something that we don't deserve. And we have access to it. Mm-hmm. So will we go out and get it? Another piece to self-help books, I feel like, is taking it in chunks. It's not the kind of book that you just sit down and read like 20 pages of and just like go off with the rest of your day. Like take it in the morning, read half of a chapter or whatever, and then you can just chew on that Mm. all day long Um, because I have a little bit of a harder time with self-help books. But if I kind of break them up like that and then I can sit on it and I can talk to people about it throughout the day and then sleep on it and the next day I have like another little bite to to chew off I feel like I enjoy that I like that because I like the thought of like us whenever we are feeling stressed out say we're stressed out in terms of like a fight we had with someone that we're dating or married to or something well it's like okay well let's break that down little by little over a half of a day and let's spend time unpacking it instead of just trying to go from zero to 100 like I'm either stressed or I'm not stressed Mm-hmm. Let's let's take that box of stress, whatever it is that we have going on, and let's slowly unpack it and be like, okay, like it's almost like Maria Kondo from Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole like whenever you, you're, you yeah, you're, the book. you're cleaning out your closet. If you're trying to, you know, declutter your life, you pull something out of your closet and you you hold it. And if it brings you joy, you keep it. If it does not bring you joy, you think, you know, you give thanks for it and you get rid of it. And yeah. so it's almost like as we unpack that box of things that are stressing us out, it'll help us to kind of chew on it a bit more mm-hmm. and have a, a more of a healthy approach to processing and finding peace with those things. Yeah. And it's funny that we have Amy like on this podcast in particular, because if you guys don't know, we've mentioned it like on Instagram this week, but Amy is our virtual assistant and we brought her in from the Carolinas this week to literally help us do exactly what Chad said, to help us go through our calendar, go through everything that we're currently committed to, everything we're trying to do and help us like incrementally look at things and change things ever so slightly because it really is like sometimes it comes down to the smallest little bits of change, like planning out things in advance or like uh, delegating different tasks or whatever that might be that really like eliminates so much stress from your life. And um, so, yeah. So anyways, we have Amy on the podcast today and really um, we want to talk to her not only about just like that part in the devotional, but we also want to talk to her about getting married young because Chad and I got married, I don't know, in our mid twenties, late twenties, but I feel like it really is a hot topic for a lot of Christians. Like, what is it like to get married in your early twenties? And we just want to know a little bit more about your journey with that. Love it. Yeah. I always wanted to be one of those people who got married young. Really? <laughs> and so it's kind of cool it. that it actually happened because you yeah. can't actually count on that. Totally. Desire can't control to actually that. Happen. Yeah. So it was kind of cool that I like had in my head that I would like to get married right out of college, even down to I would get married like the week after college. No way. I will. I will say I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Having that summer between to just plan to just plan and, yeah. and like breathe and relax and focus yeah. on those last tiny details mm-hmm. was huge um but yeah I want to wait tell us more about like how you met Luke how that like how long y'all dated like they're gonna want to know more of your story cool okay well we're the we're the classic college relationship we met 
about a month into college. So, and we're only three weeks apart in age. So we were 18 when we met. Yep. Um, Three weeks to the day. Um, So we were 18 when we met. We lived in the same dorm. We went to the same campus ministry and we went to the same church. That was completely like... We didn't, obviously didn't plan any of that. That's just like how God led us. Yeah. So I always saw him around the dorm and like thought he was cute. Um, But we only like were introduced at like a fall retreat in September of that year. And so um, that was just like a, hi, I'm Amy. Hi, I'm Luke. And then for a while after that, it was just like, hey, Luke. Hey, Amy. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) he had this friend group. I had this different friend group. My guys in my group started a Bible study um, and Luke was in it. So Luke would start showing up at our like dinners in the calf and just like popping in. And I'm like, this kid is hilarious. Um, Like we need to just steal him into our group. (laughs) So that's exactly what we did. We added him to the group chat. Uh Yes. And uh, slowly, actually probably pretty quickly, just like stole him right over into our group. Um, and for a while, like, though I thought he was cute, I wasn't trying to, like, get him there to date him. Uh-huh. Um, Did he so, have views of, like, getting married young? I don't necessarily think so. So I actually was his first relationship. Wow. So he probably didn't think he was going to marry the first girl he dated. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't, I, I don't think he was completely opposed to it, but he probably didn't have as hardcore of a desire mm-hmm. as I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but pretty, pretty shortly. Cause you know how in college you, if you live in the same dorm, you hang out all the time. Mm-hmm. So we got pretty close pretty quickly and he started liking me first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know. Ooh. I didn't know. He didn't let on. Luke um, knew what he wanted. He, yes. He's not a flirt though. So I got mono. Uh oh. I went home for from a who? week. <laughs> not from kissing? Luke. I don't even know where it came from. I hadn't kissed anyone. Mm-hmm. I think it was from the calf or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so I went home for a week with Mono. I was like dead to the world in my bed, like yeah. sickest I've ever been. Yeah. And Luke Snapchats me every day. Oh. Not flirting, mm. but consistency. Mm-hmm. So the whole week I'm like, does he like me? Because he's messaging me, <laughs> but he's not flirting with me. So he must not like me. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so so w- was he not flirting or was that his way of flirting that was his way of okay like yeah. showing he okay. was interested Got but it. he just wasn't an overt like flirter flirt. so mm-hmm. so what was he doing just like hey keeping me entertained making it jokes like flirting to me. that is flirting <laughs> i know that is 100% but it was flirting. it was it was it was but it wasn't like you're so cute like you know like uh, trying to like get like, me to date him it wasn't like super it was more subtle yes just like yeah. making me laugh with mm-hmm. like general things he's he's great at that of making you laugh there is one thing i need to know before we keep going on why is his contact name fire mango oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) when luke will call her and siri will be like luke mango fire (laughs) and i'm like there's got to be more to that there's a story i actually had him refresh me on this so that i could tell it well so back (laughs) in middle school um he had friends who had a nickname for him mm-hmm. first he was this is just middle school like crazy boy weird he was ishan the flying squirrel what eventually ishan the flying squirrel changed to ishan the spicy mango i don't know where it came from don't ask i don't know so then he just kept that and that's his handle 
on social media. And so he's just like, he's spicy mango. Does he put like that red pepper on mango? Have you seen people put that stuff? No, but I've like seen like products that are like spicy mango this. And I'm like, look. Trademark. That's so funny. So he's just kept it. He's just written it out. It's just his thing. It's just his like alter alter ego. Spicy mango. That's adorable. Do you guys have a mango tree? No. Could you have one where you live? Like, no. I don't know if it'll survive. I no. Yeah. No, probably not. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Probably not. Jeez. Okay, That'd so so cool. so back to getting married young. Yep. Was it stressful for you guys to get married young? Because obviously nowadays people are getting married older and older and mm-hmm. older, and there there are people that get married young, but it's definitely mm-hmm. fewer than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So what was it like? Did you have people like saying, "Oh no, don't do this"? Was there like was the peanut gallery piping in? What was it like? So there's a couple ways that I could go at that answer. I think. The first thought was we dated for so long yeah. that it was like, I didn't want to wait any longer. <laughs> like if You're we right. had waited, you know, if we had not met and not mm-hmm. started dating so early, maybe the story would be different. But right. I would have gotten married a year before we did if right. it weren't for college. Dang. Like that's I was there in our relationship. Mm-hmm. But finishing college first was a good choice, yeah. um, at least for us. Don't yeah. have to. We actually get that question a lot, like from a lot of young couples in college that follow us. Like, do you feel like it's important to at least finish school first? Especially if they're like high school sweethearts too. They're like, Mm. hey, you know, we've been dating for like seven years now. You know, do we wait? And then you look at Melana and Jordan and they got married when they were still in college. Right. You know, so I think it really is so like it depends on the person. It depends on the relationship, like all of those things. But you personally feel like you're thankful that y'all waited. Yeah. It's a conscious choice because I think if you get married before you finish college, you know that you're changing your college experience from then on out. Like you're not going to have the normal college senior year. You're going to spend way more time with your spouse. You're not going to be involved in college. So it's just like, as long as you go into it knowingly, Mm -hmm. there's not a problem with it. Right. Um, But our senior year was like that classic senior year, like Mm -hmm. final year on leadership, internship, living with our friends. Like we just really soaked that up. Right. So it was a good choice for us. Totally. And that even makes sense when I go back to Melina and Jordan, because they didn't live on campus. And yeah. so I feel like it was just a different experience because yeah. they were like at home commuting to campus. So it was just a different college experience in general. Everybody's different. Yeah. And yep. I, that's exactly what it goes back to is just relationships are different. You got to do totally. what's best for you. Totally. So back to the question, was the peanut gallery piping in and giving True. a bunch of thoughts? From our immediate community, we were completely supported. Wow. That's so, cool. And, and that's, those are the people that matter. Yeah. You know, because these are the people. I love talking about like the origins of marriage and the purpose of it and how like whenever you hear the officiant, the person marrying, it's like we are all gathered here today to witness these two become one, right? So we're doing this as a communal setting. And then they mm-hmm. ask, does anyone have any reasons why this couple should not be married, right? Mm-hmm. It's a communal thing. And then also, are they should ask that question, are you willing to uphold this couple to do right by each other mm-hmm. inside their marriage? And so mm-hmm. it's a communal thing. And so you hearing um, good, like, I, I don't like the word affirmation, but good support from mm-hmm. your immediate community is important. Absolutely. Because we were surrounded by community because we were in crew, which is a, a campus right. ministry. Yeah. And so we were so ingrained in that. All Most of all of our friends were there. Yeah. Um, so they all like saw us 
saw our relationship, you know, and supported us. And then totally. I think each of our families as well, like my, our families had opinions on waiting till after college, mm-hmm. yeah. but they loved us, you know, together. as a couple yeah. and together. So there was support, but I have gotten like, when I worked at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. I've gotten like, you're married. Yeah. Like, you know, stuff like that. I had someone like point blank ask me out and I was like, I'm married. And he was like, whoa, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I've gotten some of that. Like, whoa, you look way too young for that. But supportive it was supportive otherwise so another question for me would be i sometimes think it could almost be easier to get married young because you haven't already developed so much of who you are and gotten into like certain routines and Mm -hmm. habits and lifestyles and like you want it this way Mm -hmm. and i'm you know i'm not arguing either way but i do know that the older you get the more um yeah like specific yeah set in your ways you become so did you what kind of hardships do you think that you're exposed to getting married younger versus, of course, waiting until you're older and you're more set in your ways? Yeah, no, I have lots of thoughts on that, actually, because let's, let's hear them. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I think some people are passionate about finding out who they are and some yeah. people really thrive off of that time to live alone. And yeah. I completely support that. I personally never felt that. I've never mm-hmm. had a desire to live alone in my entire life. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. I yeah, I don't want to live alone. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, for me, it was a natural like, oh, I'm good to just skip from home to college to marriage. Like, yeah, I'm good with that. Um, so I think if if that is something that is valuable to you to learn who you are and you don't feel like like you don't feel like you can do that in the context of a marriage, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's entirely possible in marriage, but there is just complication. Yeah. Um, because actually what you, you and I were talking about earlier this week, Tori, of just how deeply you feel your spouse's emotions, right? how deeply you're connected to them, their desires, mm-hmm. what they have going on day to day. You, when you're married, you can't just like sit there and completely only worry about yourself. Totally. Um, on the flip side, in a healthy marriage, you are completely yourself they are completely themselves and Mm -hmm. you encourage each other to be that and so I think Luke and I the cool thing about getting married young for us is we're we're discovering our dreams within the marriage we didn't have them before and we're discovering our individual dreams and then we can encourage each other to be able to pursue them right um which is really cool because so I started this business this virtual assistant thing earlier this year I wouldn't have done this if I wasn't married because right. he, I knew he could carry us Support you, yeah. Yeah. and I also had his like support. You definitely should do this. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So now I want to be able to do that back for him. So yeah. that's so cool to me. Totally. Spicy mango, the support man. Yes, <laughs> I love absolutely. It. Carrying the team as Amy starts her business. Yes. I love oh, that. Really. So, so what would you say were, um, were maybe some more difficult things for getting married young that like maybe people who have continued to mature in their age um, maybe don't have to go through. I think part of it is learning how to be an adult and manage your finances and your bills. Like you learn that together. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys are two different types of money spenders or which is normally the case in a marriage yeah it is normally have like a spender and a saver thankfully we're not so we didn't deal with it but especially savers yeah yeah we're both savers so that we kind of yeah that was just kind of fortunate but um I would say the whole learning how to be an adult thing um you can really if you're both learning at the same time you can definitely clash Mm -hmm. on that um but one thing (laughs) 
I'm going to like jump right on Chad's train. Mm-hmm. We did the Dave Ramsey course. Yeah. yeah. Right at she, the beginning. She I did was it the too. one who told me about Dave Ramsey actually. Yeah. yeah. I did it when I was single. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. So we did that right at the beginning because we were like, we're going to get on this. Like we're going to yeah. get this budget. Um, and so that definitely helped us to have some guidance because when you are so young, you don't understand. Right. A lot mortgage of mortgage and 401ks and, 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 and you just don't, don't understand it in school exactly Interesting. yeah hmm. they just want you part of the system yeah so we <laughs> we'll just leave that there we'll leave that right there but yeah that was really helpful for us to have like a guidance um from a course mm-hmm. and even yeah. from just mentors or parents who had wisdom in that area to pass that on yeah. so. totally it's so it's so amazing that y'all had that community and support system because I mean, when I was in college, I can't imagine getting married right outside of college, but I also was not in a healthy place spiritually. I didn't have like a healthy community around me at that time. Like I didn't grow into any of those things until a little bit later in life. And so that's why I think it's so different. You can't give like a blanket statement of like, oh, you should do this or you should do that. Because I really Mm -hmm. do think individually it comes down to where are you at in your spiritual walk Mm -hmm. with the Lord? Do you have people around you that are encouraging you into Christ? Because no one that I was like friends with in college would have encouraged me in number one, even in a healthy relationship in general, mm. um, but two, into like a relationship with Christ or mm. into a marriage that that early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you were in crew and part of a college ministry and all of those things, if we do have young listeners, those are all things that we encourage you guys to look into and become a part of, mm-hmm. you know, to like have those people around you to help develop you younger. Absolutely. You know? and Absolutely. So- so was it difficult for you all to find community being a young married couple? Because for Tori and I getting married at the age we did, a lot of our community was getting married and having babies. So for us, it was almost like we just walked into a yeah. season together with so many people. But with you getting married at what, 22? Two. Two, yeah, so 22, when most people aren't getting married, what was that like to find community? To Because Tori and I always say that you should have like three different types of people in your life. People leading you, people mm-hmm. you're leading, but people yeah. you're walking arm in arm with. Mm-hmm. And so did you guys have people arm in arm with? I think we have a pretty unique experience with that um, because we got married right before COVID. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and we also went through a really devastating like family, family. loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And right after we got married. And so that kind of isolates you not isolates you but just kind of you pull into yourself when you're Mm -hmm. dealing with something like that and then like bam covid right so we probably could have had deeper relationships with people who were walking alongside in that same um walk of life but it was a little bit hindered by covid but i will say we were we were the first of our immediate friends. So we had like other friends like from college and stuff who were already married that we weren't as close with. Yeah. But we were and still are, you know, the the only ones in our immediate friends who are married. Dang. And it's been two years. So wow, you still you still are. Yeah. Oh my word. So um that is that is interesting. Like I've even told right. Tori, I, I was like, out to us. <laughs> I'm serious. I just needed you. Well, no, I mean, because remember in your whole pitch deck and email you sent us you said our stories are very similar in terms of mm. when we got married and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it just made me wonder, is like, I wonder if a piece of you reaching out was also community. Could have been subconscious. Yeah. It could have been. Cause every single video I watched of you guys, I was like, same. 
Same, <laughs> same opinion. Same, Relate. Same. same experience. Yes. Yeah. Um, so subconsciously, yeah. And like even since I've been here, like the mm-hmm. conversation story and I have been able to have. Yeah. I just don't have a person to have that with because my two best friends are not married. Yeah. That's, that can be hard. I mean, and not to put you in like a different, you know, place than them, but you are going through different things. And mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. re- it is really because Tori and I love to hang out with our friends who are either just dating or single mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. But it does help so much to have people that are like, oh, wow, like, dang, I struggle with that too. Or, oh, yeah. I, I also mistreated my wife. And how did you, how did you apologize? You know what I mean? You can, mm-hmm. you can really rally around each other, but if you're just kind of going through it together, figuring it out, you can do it, mm-hmm. but it's so much better with community. Yeah. I do recognize that I could, I could talk about it a lot more with, with people. And it's not that we don't have the people. It's just, they're not the, the, the close, close people. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I, but I, I've thought about that a lot and I'm like, you know what? God has a season for it. It'll come mm-hmm. like totally. people will get married, like, you know, or we'll get close to people yeah. who are kind of totally. thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of God, does anyone feel comfortable praying? AKA Amy? Yes. <laughs> I will absolutely pray us on out. All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for bringing us together today in person and virtually God. Thank you for this incredible community of people that we all get to be a part of. I know I feel so blessed and so blessed by you, God. I thank you for the encouragement today in the devotional about stress. Um, I do pray that you would be our peace and that we would not only see it, but that we would enact it into our lives, God. And I'm now going to open the floor for our listeners to pray, and we're going to be praying with them. So cover me in the blood and heal my open wounds. I'm desperate for your limitless love. So cover me in the blood and heal my open wounds. I'm desperate. So abounding, love so pure, love so abounding, we will endure. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, God. <laughs> I love it. Thank you all for tuning again or tuning in again. Again, <laughs> if you're interested in the rest of this episode, head out, head on over to Patreon. And otherwise, we'll we'll be talking to you tomorrow. And don't forget, you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. Adios. <laughs>